Hello and welcome again to another Soul Story podcast. I'm so happy to be joining you again today and I have a very special guest with me today. I speak of none other than Mistress Sandina Neely. Miss Neely, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Good to be here. Sandina, over the past few weeks, we have been spending some time looking at prayers. And today I'm happy because today we are going to be talking about blessings. And um, as a mother, you know, we know what it is for us to bless our children. And of course, at some point we have been in a scenario where either we received a blessing from a priest, from a father, or from some spiritual elder. And so I think this is a very good topic for us to be sitting down sharing on. And the text that I want to read from today is in reference to Numbers, chapter 6, verses 22 through 27. I'm going to read from the NIV version, and it reads, The Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron and his sons, This is how you are to bless the Israelites. Say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you his peace. So they will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. And we've heard some variations of this at some point growing up in church, uh, whether they um, said it just like this or, or just some variation of a blessing that used some of the same words. When you think of this blessing, what is the first thing that comes to you? The first thing I think of when I hear this blessing is how sacred it is. Okay. I just think of, you know, that we're standing on holy ground almost every time we hear someone pronounce this blessing. Just to hear the word pronounce means that someone is making a, a very definitive statement. It's almost like regal. It's almost like, you know, like you have to stand at attention when it's being pronounced because it's just... That's sacred. It, it speaks to reverence. And every time I receive a blessing, I hold my hands out because yes. it's a gift right. that you're receiving. And so you should be in a welcome posture. Yes, I completely agree with you. And um, as, as the scripture was talking about, it was a priestly blessing. You know, um, earlier in earlier podcasts when we would have shared, I remember talking about um, Jacob and him blessing, you know, and Joseph receiving a, well, not, not so much Joseph, but Joseph's son receiving a blessing from his father. And so this here is a blessing that the Lord instructed Moses. You know, he said, Moses, tell Aaron to do this in, in a priestly office that, that shares so, so much significance for us who don't have probably a father to bless us or a mother to declare a blessing on us. But um, and going back to Israelites' culture, blessings were traditional. It, it was common for fathers to lay their hands on their sons and give a blessing. But in this situation, we're talking about a priestly blessing. This is your spiritual father, um, like you say, putting you in a posture to receive from him. And, it, and it's, it's a form of connection as well. It connects you through the priestly blessing to the covenant that God made through the ages. Yes. And so that is why it's so significant when a priest does it. Even though we can all do it, we can we can all convey or bestow priestly blessings. It's so significant because for it to be priestly means that you are directly tying or connecting it 
to the covenant, and that makes it personal because we're talking about the Lord. Remember we said it's holy, it's reverent, it's sacred. It's not me blessing you. It's not your mother blessing you. It's may the Lord Mm -hmm. bless you. Mm -hmm. And... Going back to the priestly blessing, I and and you draw the illustration that it is it, it is the Lord that we're requiring the blessing to come from um, in these priestly bless in this priestly, priestly blessing that we're talking about, and it, and it starts by saying the Lord bless you, as if that's not enough, and keep you. Two powerful words: bless and keep you. Absolutely, and so. This form of bless, when we look at this, if we were to study it, we were to research it, we were to look at the history behind it, this is, uh, we're inviting, we're accepting an invitation for God to be with us, for him to be present with us, for us to feel his presence. And you know, most times people say this priestly blessing is when we're departing. So we want the Lord to bless us, meaning when you depart, he goes with you. And so he will bless you. He will keep you, meaning he's not only going to be with you, but he is going to be in a divine protective state over you. And so I, I just get very excited when I think about this blessing. And, and a lot of people refer to it. Um, a lot of theologians specify this blessing by saying it's the Aaronic blessing, you know, referencing Aaron's place in it. And when we first uh, is introduced to it in such a context and the word bless in itself just just means so much in our translation Um, and the word keep when we look in terms of just how we pray and how we interact with one another. For instance, if somebody sneezes in our presence, we always say, God bless you, you know. Um, and when we're departing, like you said, we always use the word, may the Lord keep you, you know. In essence, we are saying as we are absent from one another, we're trusting the sovereign God, this God that we have this covenant, we have entered into this covenant relationship with, like you said, throughout the ages. We're trusting him, we're trusting you into his care. But it goes on, the, the blessing continues from the Lord bless and keep you, and it moves to, to the point where it says, may the Lord make his face to shine on you. Uh, that's, that's pretty powerful that, in essence, when we look at, when we consider just from the context of just general conversation and conversating with somebody, when you're speaking to somebody and they're not looking at you, you tend to feel as if they're distracted. You tend to feel as if I don't have their undivided attention. Um... You like to look at a person's face when you're talking with them because you like to see the expression on their face. And this, this text is saying, the Lord make his face shine on you. What is so important about that is you, you know how you feel when someone looks upon you lovingly. When someone looks at you, And you know that they're concerned about you. You know when you look into someone's eyes or they turn toward you and they are happy to see you what happens. Can you imagine our God, our Father, with all of the weight of his glory, turning his face toward you and shining upon you? That, 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 That speaks to 
the close nature of the relationship you must have with God for him to turn his face toward you and to shine his face upon you and to for you to be able to receive his glory. And what this also speaks to is us wanting or seeking God. We must have made a call for him to turn. Because you know when you when you when you call to someone if they're in another direction, they turn toward you. And so I know that scripture always tells us that we are to, you know, seek the Lord and call to him and he will answer. And this is not just an answer. This is him turning his face toward us. And for someone to pronounce that blessing over you means they have to care about you, to ask God to turn his face toward you, to shower you and to shine down on you, to rain on you and to look favorably upon you. And that's powerful when you when you reference the word or the when you reference the phrase to shine down on you, because we know um, we, we look we look to God for light as as the source of light. We look at Jesus as light, um, direction. Um, um, uh, he he provides light um, and he guides our path. And so when we think of His face shining towards us and His face giving us light, from His face there is the reflection of 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 of, of provision to see, you know. And so that. That in itself, it's not as if he's not just looking and just looking um, to, in awareness, but he's looking also with guidance. He's also looking with illumination, you know, and that speaks so powerfully to the gift we have when we when we are blessing, like you said, or the gift we have when we are receiving that blessing of his face shining upon us. And it goes on. So he's not just, we're not just in this blessing, we're not just receiving his face, but of course, the fact that we're able to receive from his face, looking at, it also suggests proximity, you know, in terms of us being able to see or to receive from this face shining on us. And then the prox- with the proximity, which means we're in his presence. And in his presence, it, it goes on to saying, May his face shine upon you. In essence, you're in a posture, like you said before, to receive it, but also be gracious. Yes. And I know that we all want to be recipients of God's grace. There is no way you want to be where you're not able to feel God's grace extending toward you. And for God to be gracious toward you means that he will be kind to you. He will be loving to you. And that also means that you are going to feel these emotions. So this is reciprocal. Someone can ask God to be gracious to you, but you have to be in the posture. You have to be in the position where you are able to receive his grace. You are able to receive the kindness of God. You are able to, you are able to actually acknowledge mm. that his grace is upon you. Uh, Santina, I, I just think um, when we look at grace or when we when we say to somebody, you're so gracious, so kind, you're so generous, you're, you've been so nice. We're, we're saying that because we have received from their generosity. We have received from their favor. We re- we've received from, from what they have We've received the gift that they have offered to us. And as we leave t- this this evening, as we leave today in this conversation, you know, I think about there are many persons that may not 
uh, feel as if God has been gracious to them. They may not feel as if his face has been shined towards them. They don't feel as if he's been keeping them, you know. And and, and it's not our position to, to understand how people feel all the times. But we must identify and respect that there aren't everybody that can sometimes be in a position where they can say, the Lord has been gracious to me. And so as we leave Santina, I, I want you to to think about the person who feels in despair, who perhaps hasn't feel his presence now, who hasn't um, isn't in a position to to identify his grace on their life. What words would you want to leave with them as we close this session? Such a powerful question, such a power, powerful uh, time. I would like to say to that individual, and this may catch them off guard, but I want them to start with a heart of gratitude. And I want them to thank God for the thing that they may not think that they are receiving. So I want them to use the same prayer. It's very, very simple. And I want them to make declarations of gratitude and say, thank you, God, for blessing me. Thank you, God, for always keeping me. Thank you, God, for making your face to shine upon me. Thank you, God, for being gracious to me. And all the other things that this ironic blessing transmits. Declare that with a spirit and with a heart of gratitude. And you practice that. You say that over yourself. And undoubtedly, you will begin to see it. You will begin to receive it. And you will have no choice but to acknowledge it. Well, thank you, Sandina. There's nothing much that I'd like to add to that. Um, I want to thank you for joining us, and I want to thank you for listening. And I want to encourage you to share, like, and subscribe this podcast. We know that we will be back again next week, and we will be continuing the ironic blessing. And we have a special treat because, Sandina, you will be joining us again. Once again, thank you. God bless you.